I just want to, you know, thank my parents, uh, thank my wife. Um, this process has uh, definitely uh, been a long one, but uh, it's been a lot of fun as well. Um, it's good to feel wanted, you know. It's good to feel uh, wanted by the Phillies organization, by the fan base, by the city as well. And, uh, you know, I love my family very much. And, uh, you know, Philly is going to be part of that family for a very long time. This is Moose's Mulligans. Your favorite sports podcast where money talks and BS walks. Here's your host, Alex Moose Streisand. Hey! And this is Mrs. Mulligans with me, your host, Alex Streisand. It's your favorite sports podcast where money talks and BS walks. And money does have its own language, so get the guys who are fluent in it. Go to Starkey Brothers Incorporated for all your financial needs. Get your accounting assistance. Work smarter, not harder, and go to Starkey Brothers Incorporated. Also brought to you by Retro Color. Go to RetroColorBand.com to learn all about their new tour information and if they'll be coming to a city near you. And also check out Brava Arts. Go to Brava-Arts.org to learn all about the nonprofit dancing world. Got a great show for you here. We're going to talk all baseball the whole show, and uh, that's that's all we can ever ask for. I'm super excited about that. Thank you. So the opening monologue for you here, let's, let's talk about Bryce Harper signing a 13-year, $330 million deal with the Phillies. The first thing that surprises me is that Harper took a deal where his a- annual revenue he's making is going to be lower than Manny Machado. I thought his goal was going to be to beat Machado in that number. Doesn't mean total. I thought if you maybe would sign a short year, uh, shorter deal with the Yankees or the Dodgers just to beat Machado in annual revenue. But this just shows how much we don't know about the offseason. We were so sure Manny Machado was going to go to the East Coast because his family is on the East Coast and he can't call them after the game if he plays on the West Coast. And he goes to San Diego. It's about as far west coast you can get unless you're in Hawaii. And then we all think Bryce Harper's going to the west coast. Perfect fit for the Dodgers. He's looking at San Francisco. And he signs just north of where he was before in Philly. And what's amazing is he signed with no opt-outs, no trade clause. Basically, he's committing 13 years to Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is committing 13 years back to him. It'd have to take a mutual agreement to end this. And, and, you know, just like how every relationship starts, there isn't anything wrong right now. Trust me, Mike Trout, two years from now, if he's a Yankee and he's having an MVP season and Trout, and uh, excuse me, Harper goes through one of those little slumps he can have and he's getting booed, because remember, Philly fans are the ones that booed Santa Claus. We're going to see and really, really see how Philly feels about 13 years of Bryce Harper. All that aside, the the real reason is getting a World Series ring. And if the Padres get one on this 10-year Manny Machado deal on the 8-year with Hosmer, great. And it was worth it. And if the Phillies get one ring over the 13 years Harper's there, great. It's worth it. I said the same thing about the Alex Rodriguez contract. They won the World Series in 2009. The, only, the the ones that really bug me, and I think the contracts that aren't great, are Albert Pujols's, which is still going, and they're still nowhere near a ring. Those are the ones. If the Padres can't even get close to sniffing one, we're going to say it's not worth it. I think the Phillies have built in the right way to where they will be sniffing, so there's a little less pressure, actually, on Harper versus Machado, in my opinion. 
but the Philly fans will put the pressure on Harper and make it seem like there's more pressure on him. So enough of me ranting about how much money these other people get to make. <laughs> let's let's take a preview look into the MLB 2019 season. It's finally that time. I said I'd finally do it now that Harper signed, and, and let's dive in here. So at moosesmulligans.blogspot.com, you'll see the article about previewing the MLB 2019 season. That's where you can find all this information. Uh, I take a look into every division and kind of a little what I think is money about one team and what I think is BS about that team as well. Uh, this is the sports podcast where money talks and BS walks. So the money is what we can count on from this team and look forward to that will make them successful. The BS is their biggest threats. So just to, I'm going to summarize the article. You can go there and read more in depth about what I'm talking about. But let's start in the National League with the National League East because that is what's popping right now with Bryce Harper switching teams in the East, going from the Natties to the Phillies. Now the Washington Nationals, this is my hot take. I think they're the favorite to win the NL East. And it's about damn time they make a playoff impact. I actually think they're the favorite to win the National League, but we'll talk about that later once we get to power rankings and playoff talk, even though it's way too early for it. I love to because I love baseball. Now, they did not make a big move in the trade deadline last year, and they did not re-sign Bryce Harper, and yet I still kind of feel really good about this team, and it might be a good thing for them to get Bryce Harper off their mind. They've got Max Scherzer. they got Strasburg one more year here. And you add in Rendon, they got young Victor Robles, they've got Juan Soto. They got a lot of talent we're, for, we're not really focused on because we were so focused on Bryce Harper. The thing that could really come in and affect them is Strasburg's health and the middle of the order missing Harper. We'll see if they really do miss him. Now, I'm putting them just ahead of the Phillies. I mean, obviously, the Phillies went out and added JT Real Muto. They went out and added David Robertson, Bryce Harper. They added Andrew McCutcheon. And... Uh, they they basically added their entire new top of the order. They rebuilt the whole top of their order, which will be really interesting to see. I mean, Gene Segura. But the, as they said, they're going to spend stupid money, and we're going to see if it was stupid money because the pressure will be on to win now with Harper. And they only had 80 wins last year, and they finished ice cold. So the pressure will be on. The other team that made the playoffs last year was the Atlanta Braves, and... I mean, you got Albies, Acuna, and you got uh, Dansby Swanson hopefully back healthy. You add Josh Donaldson, super cheap, but they're going to need Josh Donaldson to bounce back in MVP form. They didn't go out and make any really big ads. They're kind of counting on their young talent. That's going to be difficult in a packed NL East. Fourth, I have the Mets just because I don't know what their plan is. Yes, they brought in Cano and Lowry who are reliable and Edwin Diaz to be a closer, but their pitching staff's always questioned with health and it's been like that for three years, and they're stuck in a really tough division. And then lastly, we have the Miami Marlins. Don't want to spend too much time on this. They're in a good place. They're rebuilding. It's just going to take time. The NL Central, let's take a look at the Chicago Cubs, are in no doubt my mind, My and I think they're the favorite to win the NL Central right now. Another hot take. But they won 95 games last year with Chris Bryant doing nothing and possibly hurt, it sounds like. Brandon Morrow was out. Yu Darvish was out. So now they have Javi Baez as a star. They can get Chris Bryan back healthy this year, Brandon Morrow back healthy this year, Yu Darvish back healthy this year, and build on those 95 wins. Sounds like a good year to me. Cubs are my favorite. Brewers right behind them. Christian Yelich was an MVP. They had a lot of unexpected talent. 
it's going to be tough to repeat. That's the hardest thing to do. If you're not Tom Brady or Bill Belichick, it's difficult to repeat. Right below them, St. Louis Cardinals added Paul Goldschmidt. I think it's a perfect fit. We all love right-handed first baseman with the Cardinals. But Yachty's age, Carlos Martinez's injuries, and Dexter Fowler's inconsistencies, it's going to be tough for them to compete in this division. I do like what the Reds did, adding uh, Yasiel Puig and Matt Kemp as reliable bats to go with their new revamped pitching staff of Sonny Gray, Tanner Roark, and Alex Wood. And you got a great underrated uh, closer in Iglesias. I think they'll make some noise we're not expecting. Pittsburgh Pirates, once again, another great outfield for them with Dickerson, Marte, and Polanco. Just going to be difficult in this division. They didn't really make any key ads, and, and they traded a lot of prospects away for Chris Archer. So he hasn't performed. It's a tough division. Now moving on to the NL West. This is going to get a lot of hate. You Dodger fans hate me every time I bring up that your team's going to struggle. I'm picking the Rockies right now to win the West. The reason, the money behind this is that they had 91 wins last year and were one game away. They add Daniel Murphy to their lineup. Hopefully David Dahl can be healthy and get consistent at bats. And you got Wade Davis. He's got injury risk in the past, but if he stays healthy, you've got a solid closer. If I line up the starting pitching, the relief pitching, and the lineups between the Rockies and the Dodgers, I think I'm checking off the Rockies for all three to have the advantage. Kershaw's hurt. Rich Hill's going to have a blister injury. And they lost Alex Wood. Their bullpen is sketchy still with Kenley Jansen. We're not really sure if he's fully back. And I do like the Rockies lineup better. Now, looking here, I do think the San Francisco Giants are going to improve. And I'm going to say right now that they're going to have a better record than the San Diego Padres. Hot take that. Derek Rodriguez, great young pitcher. They've got veteran talent that we're kind of forgetting about. they got a great manager in Bruce Bochy. They know how to do it. The Padres are very young, inexperienced. And Manny Machado was not happy the last time he was in a losing environment. So I don't trust that yet. Lastly, the Arizona Diamondbacks went into TNT mode. They're blowing it up and rebuilding. And I think it was the right time when they fell up short last year. And they won't be able to afford Goldschmidt next year after this one. So if you're still, that was a lot of information on the National League. So let's move on to the American League here. And this is where I want to start because I think it's the most interesting race in baseball. It's in the AL East and it's the Yankees against the Red Sox. I think they're the two best teams in baseball and they get to go head-to-head 19 times this year. And I'll be watching every one of those games. I'm a huge fan of the Yankees adding LeMahieu and Tulo, leading me to my hot take. I think they're the favorites to win the AL East this year. Why? They add James Paxton. They need a pitcher on the front line. They need a pitcher who's a one or a two, and they got him right away. You add Adam Ottavino into the bullpen with his swing and miss stuff with an already great bullpen. The only the only concern is they didn't break out the checkbook and get a big-name free agent this year. Doesn't matter. The thing that worries most people is that they're too right-handed heavy. Doesn't matter. They got the best hitters available that they could, and that puts them in a position to Really, really compete with Boston right now. I have them slightly ahead because Boston lost Joe Kelly. Boston lost Craig Kimbrell. And it's very difficult to repeat repeat how healthy they were last year, especially Chris Sale. Now, a dark horse in this division is the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Blake Snell won a Cy Young Award last year, if you missed that. Um, their outfield is arguably the best, one of the best in baseball now after the trade deadline. They were the, my biggest winners at the trade deadline, and the second half of their season said so as well. And they'll easily, in my opinion, out, out-compete the Blue Jays, who are paying 20-plus million for too low to play for the Yankees, and the Orioles, who God knows what they're going to do. 
Moving on to the AL Central, I'll keep this one brief because it's pretty simple. Indians, with Terry Francona as a manager, are consistently successful, which means you win the AL Central. It's that easy in that division. Twins are inconsistent. That's why I have them just behind. Tigers are re-improving. The demolition of 2018 has really rebirthed here into 2019. But the Royals and White Sox and the Tigers just can't compete with the Indians. The Twins are not consistent enough. They have the talent. Indians win the division. The question will be how do they do in the playoffs? Now, the AL West. Houston Astros might be arguably the deepest team in baseball. We've been saying that a while. They add Michael Branley to their outfield, and he won't have to play every day, which can keep him healthy longer. Problem is health, though. They lost Keuchel to free agency, and McCullers is already hurt. So the starting pitching is where I'm a little more afraid of last year. It won't be as deep as last year. But when you start with Verlander and you start with Garrett Cole and you have as soon as your closer, you're going to need to have uh, Chris Davinsky and you're going to need to have Will Harris get you there, and they'll be just fine. The Oakland A's, though, i got to keep them at number two. They've earned it. Uh, they won 97 games last year. And I thought I I looked at their depth chart just like I did last year and said I don't even know how they're going to win 80 games. They won 97 last year. They've earned the respect, and until they prove it wrong, they're the number two team in this division. Now I do like the Angels more than the Mariners this year because there's a guy named Mike Trout on the Angels and he's the best player in baseball. Angels play great defense. the The reason I don't like the Mariners is. The, their moves in the offseason confused me because it seemed like they were trying to rebuild, but they didn't, and they stayed in the middle of the road. And the saying is, if you stay in the middle of the road, the only thing in the middle of the road is yellow lines and roadkill. And the Mariners are going to be roadkill, in my opinion. And the last team to look at, Texas Rangers, they got some great young talent I'll be watching. They had Lance Lynn, Drew Smiley, Deed Ennings, but are we seriously calling them contenders? There's no way. So that was a mouthful about the playoffs, uh, even though we're not even started the season. But looking at the divisions, I think it's an exciting year for baseball. You have some seriously tough races in the NL East. You have some seriously tough races in the AL East. And the AL West, actually, the Oakland A's are threatening. The Mariners, I'm not sure what they're doing. The Angels have to build around Trout soon or else I think they're going to lose him. And the NL Central, I think the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Brewers, there's going to be some really good races this year. Last year we saw a lot of kind of runaways because teams were tanking we saw a lot of 100 win teams more than I've ever seen before this year it's going to be a little more tight that young talent's coming up we're starting to see the transition to where those teams that are tanking are doing like when the Houston Astros came up so it should be an exciting year like all things for baseball no I mean they're trying to make it more exciting I'm I'm all we've talked about the real changes before I would love to see a three batter minimum for relief pitchers uh, I'm not as big a fan for the pitch clock I don't think it makes as big a difference but even if they don't make those real changes this year there should be some pennant races that really really will heat up in August and September that we can get around after the trade deadline in the end of July that hopefully has some names moving not as quiet as the last deadline except for Machado went but that was about it but before I ramble on too long <laughs> I want to thank our sponsors again one more time, Starkey Brothers Incorporated, for your financial and accounting needs. Retro Color Band for your musical needs, you can go to RetroColorBand.com. And for your artistic needs, you go to Brava-Arts.org. All right, this is Alex Dreisack with Mrs. Mulligans. It's your favorite sports podcast for Money Talks and BS Walks. 
Check out the new article at moosesmulligans.blogspot.com. Give us a like at Facebook, facebook.com slash moosesmulligans. Once again, your favorite sports podcast with Money Talks and BS Walks. Thanks for tuning in.